express yourself. Hello, and welcome back to the Feminine Expressions Talks, where we invite the wisdom of women and rediscover the feminine ways. My name is Antje, I am your host, and today I'm here with my friend Mandy Dietl, who I know from probably 20 years ago from Berlin, where we both grew up. And today I'm very, very excited to hear Mandy's story. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> so to begin, would you introduce yourself just with a few words so people know what you're doing? Okay. So my name is Mandy Dietl and I am energy medicine woman and I do sacred healing arts and intuitive development and ascension topics and um, yeah, I work with people to integrate their higher consciousness into the physical body. Nice. Thank you. I was going to ask what that is. <laughs> so you brought the explanation. That's good. So yeah. uh, let's start right at the beginning. How did you get into that kind of work? Where's the starting point? <laughs> um, I think the full awakening started 2012, or basically when I came to the US, yeah. But of course, all life is prior, it's, it's like a continuous evolve, evolution since we're born, so, but I had, a, I had very, very um, traumatic experience very early. Like my mother died and I had a car accident, and when I asked, to show me a sign where she is, they sent me um, UFOs instead of something else. Or like, what? And um, yeah, when I came to the US, I had another car accident and it was the same age uh, my daughter was when I had my first accident. And I was after that taken out of the body and, and shown the city of light and everything um, started to shift in my consciousness. I was not aware, I was not aware that this exists, that we are infinite beings. And but I had prior to that already questioned, what am I here for? I'm not just here for to live life like that. I mean, there must be something more. <laughs> and I got it answered quite um, strongly. So. And it was like the car accident happened not just by itself. It was like something lifted my car and I couldn't steer it anymore. And I felt like, because also all cars around me disappeared and it was a six, six, uh, six lane highway in Texas. So usually there are plenty of cars and it's like, boom, 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 but there was no car around me. And it just like something lifted my, and I was just like, it was like a beam <laughs> like, whoo, and it put me into the sideline. So I had a car, the car crashed into the into the sides, and during that, it's like you know when you when you know this might be the end now, then it's like your your consciousness does this film like, <laughs> and I was like, okay, oh, this is over. And interestingly, is when you have these near death experiences that you all of a sudden remember you've done that thousands of times. It's not just the first time, and. Um, yeah, afterwards, 
things started to shift in my spine as well. And I went to a chiropractor that adjusted me and <laughs> she seemed to open a chakra in my neck that was blocked. So all of a sudden the life force that wasn't able to flow for years, all of a sudden had an outlet. And then I had the energies started to shift in, and my body started to completely overhaul. Like, I, I started to build another body while part of me was dying. It was like you're watching yourself dying and rebirthing at the same time. And I had guides showing up around me. I couldn't see them, but I could feel them. And I felt their presence and they worked on me. And I found it part of me exciting. The other one was terrified of what's going on here. <laughs> um, but it felt so safe so that I could just, I was just, part of me was just happy to just let go of all that blah that I carried and um, yeah my life started changing I started to clean up my diet I started to heal started healing work did my Reiki master um, went into channeling um, just connect with with parts that are from different dimensions and learn about that studied that and that evolved over the last years and for me, on my heart is very much the the um, bringing the um, the cosmic consciousness to the planet. So combining Earth and the cosmos, cosmos. So nice. yeah, the, the stars, seeds, and um, <clears throat> I don't know why that is important, but they constantly tell me that's important on your path. So mention that. I <laughs> am. Yeah. And in in Egypt, uh, I went into Egypt and what I experienced there was mind blowing. So, <laughs> but that's another day. <laughs> yeah, maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, interesting. We got this parallel that part of the awakening started with like a crash, <laughs> because well, as you know, I had the car accident as well. I was not sitting in the car though. I was hit by a car. And for me, since then, for like, I would say probably over 10 years, my body had been restructuring. And it was like a gradual process that started with my face was broken. So it was first the one side of my face, then one side of my body. And then slowly, of course, I worked on it and I tried to find my middle because I felt so unbalanced. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I had two bodies and I literally could feel like two different energies in my body. Yeah. Like my left body was much more um, not physical, much more like vibrational. I could feel people's vibrations. Mm -hmm. And when they would stand on my right side, it would feel totally different. It would be much more material, much more dense. And this would be much like lighter. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, it's like, I wonder how, like, what, what did you do to help yourself integrating this? Because I felt like for me, uh, during this time, I really, like, I got into yoga, into Tai Chi, into, like, all these things. All the stuff that I learned basically came in this phase. Meditation, like, all kinds of things. Um, because I was trying to do something for myself. I had like this, this urge to learn about it and mm -hmm. to, I don't know, to heal it basically, you know, to 
bring myself back into balance. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, yeah, what are the things that you would say really, really helped you in dealing with all of that change in you? Uh-huh. Well, my my personal go-to is the energy work. Um, what has been awakened was clearly that we are absolutely capable of, of moving energy with the field. So that was so strong for me. So all of a sudden I realized, Ugh, there's energy coming out of my hands and it can do anything. <laughs> like, blah. And, but not everyone is open for that. So you have to always, you know, like just because you know it's working, it doesn't mean the person in front of you knows. Um, and uh, art, art helped me a lot to um, activate the, I think, is it the right brain? Like the intuitive side more. Yeah. So, and it became actually part of me that is part of my healing work that I, I paint people's energy field or I paint their chakra system or the energies that work with them. And it looks really for every person so differently. It's, it's amazing. It's like a translation of vibration basically. Mm. But it's so healing because when people look at this, they somehow recognize themselves or they recognize a part of themselves and it activates the DNA. That's actually the whole purpose of it. Um, so I can actually, when people hold the energy, the, the pictures and they look at them, I can feel how their brain starts like light up. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then that will be trans- translated into the entire body because we're multidimensional, right? Um, so art helped a lot. I have to really say that physical movement is a must mm. for healing. Me- be it dance, be it walking in nature, be it yoga, be it some kind of exercise that feels good for you. I've, I'm doing my yoga teacher training right now, and I noticed that I always thought, oh, it's okay to just do once yoga. I noticed that when I do it consistently every day, that's the whole deal. It's like, that's the deal. It's not just that, oh, I just do it once, you know, (laughs) or I just do it once. But I feel like a constant, continuous practice of movement is absolutely important for spiritual integration. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense for Conscious movement. Because you're consciously moving your body, you're consciously connecting with your body, you're consciously connecting with yourself, loving yourself, looking where you can go further, looking where you have to heal, looking at, you know, that like that dialogue with yourself. Mm. Yeah, because I mean, that's like the thing that I feel is like this, where's the spirituality going right now? It's like going back into the body and back to like really honor this vessel that we've been given. And mm. to really learn to communicate with ourselves again, to really see all the different layers, because we are more than this bone and flesh and blood. We are much more than that. And once you get into working with the body, whichever way it is, you automatically learn about your field. Like I know that I learned that when I was a little kid in dance class, I would know what the person behind me does. That's why they would put me in the front because I would react to what the person did behind me, even though I didn't look at them. I didn't have to see it. I could feel it. Yeah. And that's like really a skill that you can learn with practice 
mm-hmm. right? And then also what I find, like for me, the one of the biggest parts in yoga is the breathing. And that's really, I mean, I got lucky because I was in dance school and there you learn to do the deep abdominal breathing. So for me, it's natural. I think I just grew up with it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with a lot of people, once they learn how to breathe all the way into their body that's like the first moment where you actually connect with your body where you actually feel like oh you know i can feel inside of me i can feel my belly i can you know and it's not just when the belly is like grumpy or something i can actually like move the and that's like also the start of moving energy is moving the air inside of you mm-hmm. yeah no yeah and it's also a conscious um you give basically the higher self a symbol, a sign actually, look, I'm going inside now. Now is the time to bring in the healing. Nice. So when you do healing work, um, how do you, like, how is your healing work? What is your healing work that you um, can offer? Yeah. Um, it's always a little bit different, but mostly is it, it's because already, um, since we do so much energy work, our field is already doing that by itself, right? <laughs> so we, we're made, certain people are made for that. And so as soon as people connect with us with the intention to do healing, it starts already the process. It's really fascinating. You do an appointment in two weeks, yeah? And the healing starts that moment when you said, okay, I'm going to do that. <laughs> because, it, it, you know, it's like you're giving the universe a go, the green light. Okay, I want to change something. There is something I want to look at and I don't know what it is, but I'm ready to open the doors. And it's just a self-discovery. So with each person, and so when I work online, we can do it through a dialogue, but also through remote healing. So I, we just look into the patterns that are stagnant in the body and then we're going to shift it because that's where you block yourself basically so on the skype session it would look like that um since there is no time and space anyways it happens in the now so whatever i'm doing here is affecting you there right now um when people come to me i like to work on the table or on the ground and i just invite the beautiful energies and and feel into the areas that are out of balance and uh, shift them back into balance and um, i usually do it with my hands or with my voice or with sound mm. yeah it's hard to explain it because it's you once you step into that field it's just like it starts to happen it's magic <laughs> mm. so it's like a very uh, intuitive process yeah yeah do you tune yourself in somehow like, do you have some kind of practice to deepen into that space or are you just always there? Because I feel like for me, for example, that's what I appreciated when I learned Reiki, that I actually had this little ritual to get into that space. Because I also, you know, at one point my hands just started vibrating and I was like, oh, crazy, you know, like, wow, what's happening now? But then to actually learn like yeah literally this ritual of getting ready of directing the energy like for me that was really helpful 
And do you have any uh, practice that you do to yeah, get to that place where you can just intuitively do whatever you do? No longer. I don't need it anymore. It was in the beginning very important to center my energy. And now it's more automatic. So, but I still feel like, depending on where you are, and when you have an appointment, it's always good to set an intention for the person and for yourself and to look. And you, you can prior to the session ask, what, what will the person need and what will we focus on? But it's, yeah. But of course, I have, I have anyways, everyday meditation practice, everyday yoga practice where I already center myself. So otherwise I couldn't do the work. So that needs to be, <laughs> you know, that goes hand in hand, basically. So for someone who's just starting with energy work, that would be a recommendation to just find yourself a, a practice that centers you? Meditation. I would say always meditation. Start with meditation. And there you connect with yourself and there you connect with, with your abilities also. Yeah. I think meditation, I, honest, some people say it's not necessary. I think it's, there's no way around that. And meditation is, if you, if you really get the hang of it or you taste the sweetness of meditation, you will never ever go, you know, you're not missing it out. And you notice when you're not meditating that, uh oh, I need to get back into my med meditation practice. Mm. So, uh, what what kind of what kind of meditation do you? Okay, now the door is closed. So, uh, what was your first meditation practice? Like, how did you start? Because, oh, that's because, interesting. Yeah. yeah, because you know, for me, it's like meditation practice. I think of something, but I have to like schedule it and like stay on it, and it's like hard work. But really? I'm guessing it doesn't have to be that way. No. <laughs> um, so I want to mention that I have on my website three guided meditations that um, they have a different flavor to them. So I have one that is a inner child meditation and I have a chakra pillar Taurus field meditation. And I have a light, trans a light language transmission. You can go and do that. I feel like once you get the taste of the power of energy medicine it's like there's no way that i don't want to do it <laughs> for me at least it's that way but it, i can I, I can i see there is a progression in that um my first meditation practice and this is really funny it started after the car accident and i'm going to mention that now because it's quite unusual i think um i received an, a, a video a music video from hang massive and those guys in that video, one of them just, it would start, like the whole energy started me and I was just like, what, who is that? And I had, for some reason I had to sit down and I saw him coming towards me and he sat down with me and he put his hand on my heart and his head on his heart, closed his eyes and he sat there with me meditating. <laughs> this is crazy. And I just started bawling like a, like it just, 
he opened something and it was just like so there was no actual physical person it was literally like a hologram that came towards me showed me that and now i understand that is um the tantra of the heart Mm. wow i like that yeah that's a good one yeah i i mean my first meditation practice was vipassana which for me was very strict and i mean the experience itself it's like you you are in a you go to a center and you stay there for 10 days and you give away everything you got like your phone and even notebooks like you, i mean literally you do nothing but meditate all day and it's hard for a few days and like you basically talk to yourself all the time and then you realize you're talking to yourself all the time and it's like what and then i remember like on the eighth day after eight days i had this moment of clarity and silence and that's really something that you know still until now i'm like wow this was such an amazing moment because it's like so cool when the chatter stops (laughs) it's just like clear and uh, i had this really crazy experience there because you don't talk for nine days you don't talk at all to anyone and on the 10th day you're allowed to talk again and in the beginning it feels like so strange to even you know there's nothing that should be said you know it's like i don't i don't want to talk <laughs> like literally you know i was like i'm going back into the meditation hall i don't want to talk to all these people here but then eventually i started talking and i talked to this one girl and we were like literally in the bath in the bathroom because we didn't want to interrupt anyone else like disturb anyone else until like late at night we were like and then after that i went to bed and i had this amazing experience where literally i felt my heart and i had this it felt like a warm glowing liquid moving from my heart into my throat and it opened my throat up and i you you talked about opening the throat before and it's like really for me one of the places where i know i mean i think in society and like a lot of people this is like a stuck place because of all the communication and all that we have and because of all the lies that are being told and all the you know all the communication things i think there's a lot of stuck energy there but yeah so for me the the act of not talking the act of silence actually opened my communication beautiful yeah beautiful yeah yes it's but it's literally that that draws you back because there's so much more to discover it's not just the peace and the quiet for me it's a multi-dimensional experience i know that this is where i connect to the higher self this is where i connect to the divine because of course, as soon as you open your eyes, your focus is outward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you close the eyes, the focus goes inward. There's no other, you know, <laughs> that's why it's important. Close your eyes and be there. <laughs> um, I feel it's very powerful to do it in a group. I feel when you start meditating that it is good to, it's good to do it at home. But I find it more powerful to go into a group that does that. Because, first of all, you have to grow, grow an effect, a bigger effect. It, it grows more. You, have, you can also exchange um, your experiences. Very important, I feel, because we are all so different. Meditation will never look 
the same for each other. For some, it's you know, in the beginning, it wasn't there was not a lot of. I mean, I think throughout the years there there were meditation where nothing happens and you're just like, mm. but it's like a muscle you build that and then it's like it's just so beautiful that I wouldn't want to miss it and even I think even I mean my my yoga teacher trainer for example he's all into meditation and he's 71 and even him still you know there's no meditation will not get boring ever there's always a deeper layer of yourself and of dimensions that you can access there's no it's infinite so it's not just boring <laughs> some people think it's boring it's not yeah i think the idea is like to just do nothing but actually you're not doing nothing it's like you do a lot of things it's just not you don't do stuff outwards like just it's as you said you do stuff inside of you and i work a lot with guided meditations and i always feel when i guide a meditation like I've, I'm, you know, I just start talking, I close my eyes and this is where I go deep. And I remember when I tried it the first time or when I like guided my first meditation, I was so like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh my God. You know, and my voice was just so soothing to myself. I went in a deep trance. You know, and then I forgot all about like what my plan was because of course, you know, I made a perfect plan. <laughs> and then now I just, I close my eyes. I have like some kind of idea and then it goes from there and it just goes. Yeah. yeah and it just, and it's funny because I just basically um, tell the story that I feel coming up. And mm -hmm. then... Yeah, this yeah. is like what's guiding the other people. And it's really interesting sometimes to see like how different the effect is on people. I often have come to a point where you receive a message, a gift, something from like your inner, your higher self, your inner voice, mm -hmm. your whatever. Yeah. And it's so interesting to see like what people actually receive, you know, mm -hmm. what they come out of the meditation with. I really, yeah, like that's like to be one of the most fascinating things to find yeah. out what the other people actually get out of that. Yes, yes, that's why I'm saying the sharing is that's the gift in yeah. it, right? So that's also the shamanic way. So, um, mm, yeah, I think that's when the fun gets in, comes in. It's funny when you have different. So when you do a guided meditation, you have groups that haven't had any experience or you have those that already did a lot of work and then you know oh my gosh it's gonna be a light show <laughs> and with the other ones it's just very gentle very physical very practical you know there's no wrong or right it's just for me it's the other the other part is a little bit more fun <laughs> but i also i just like to introduce people into meditation as well because it's i think it's a gift it's a jewel like yeah it definitely is a tool. I totally agree to that. It's one of our most powerful tools and we don't need anything with it. Like that's the cool thing about it. It's like the same when you work with your voice, you just carry it with you at all times. You know, you don't need any, you don't need to have an instrument. You need to buy an expensive so-and-so what and what. You just got it. You just got to open it. That's <laughs> yeah, and it takes time and practice and I feel like that's what humanity is doing right now. So, and I think there's continuously progress. 
Yeah. yeah. So where do you think it's going? I wonder. <laughs> well, there's so many time markers right now. I don't, I don't want to predict anything. I just feel like Well, I see so many timelines. I don't know. It's really, it's really an individual thing. I I see always like the or I haven't seen it in a while, but in November, December was these two Earths, and you could see the like rainbow bridges that went from one Earth to the next. And what becomes really clear right now? Okay, here we go. What becomes really clear if you don't have practices, if you do not clean up your body, if you do not honor the earth, if you do not de do these practices, you will not stay here. <laughs> you will disintegrate. And that means you your body gets sick and you go. You need to do it. It's it's like no longer an option. Mm -hmm. And there's it's not like spirit is is mean or something. It's just like it's necessary, it's required. Hmm. yeah so it's even more important to teach a lot of people that right and also yeah. especially the young people i feel yeah yeah just stop eating trash and and stop trashing earth and um yeah be resourceful and find really simplicity, find simple solutions for living. We do not have to overconsume all the time. It's crazy. We can actually be happy and very simply living and there's the abundance. Yeah. yeah, that's, oh, I love that you say that because to me it's always like the discussion about abundance is so much about people wanting to have more. But I feel it's not actually that at all. It's like seeing what you already got. You know, being aware of the abundance that you already live in. And then abundance for me comes with giving back. Mm. And that's a part that yeah. I feel we're starting to talk about more and more and starting to see more and more and more. It's like we have to relearn how to give back how to give thanks, how to show gratitude for everything that we already do receive. And yeah, like for me, that's really where it's going. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And I'm not saying that there is no means to luxury, but not, not but there luxury has its place too. It's just still, I mean, you really go deeper and ask, what earth would prefer you know we are we are inhabiting her and it becomes really loud lately so I'm like how can i be more conscious with my with my buying or, or with the things that i'm wearing or with the, can we not, can't we have finally <laughs> another gas you know another way to transport ourselves do we still have in 2019 although we have all the technologies already do we still have to do fossil fuel? No. Where are they? Bring them out. Like, I feel like almost we're such on such an edge where it's like, I mean, we cannot look away anymore. It's like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, right. It's funny because all the things are actually so obvious. It's like incredible how 
I, I always wonder that, like, how can people pretend it's not there? And uh, what I find the most important, I think, is to look at how do you spend your energy? How do you spend your money, for example? You know, where does it go? Because if I look at all of that as an energy flow, I can direct that flow. I have the power, it's in my power to direct that flow and to decide, do I want to uh, support this or do I want to support that? Mm -hmm. But yeah, so if somebody um, is interested in your healing work and in your spiritual work and in your work in general, how can we get in touch? How can we know more? How can we learn more? Call me. easy huh send me a letter um i have a <laughs> i have a website which is called um energymedicinewomen.net and i like the net and not the com because the net is <laughs> it's behind you it's the net connected um there is you can either send me an email or call me or um yeah then i work I will. I live in the north of Atlanta, in Georgia. So I'm available in this area, but I'm also open to travel anywhere to host workshops and um, yeah, globally. I'm happy to travel. <laughs> this is my intention for the next years to to go to the places where I can offer that and people are interested. Mm. So, what kind of workshops would you offer? just like to get a little bit more concrete and deeper into it? Yeah, multidimensional healing work, um, meditation practices that go into the shamanic uh, teachings and to just open yourself to your cosmic self and to your life's... It's not a mission, but just why did you really come here? What, what do you want to create? Why go to the deeper parts of yourself that, that are yearning to connect with, with that heart's desire so and also really start healing emotional trauma um ancestral um cleansing clearing but also creating new ways to um to build this new earth finding collaborations co-creations not co-creation they are co-creation collaboration of really tools that we can bring to the hospitals or how can we change the medical system i mean the body can heal itself but still if we could just start to blend these things a little bit more so that they're not separate you know um that would be great Mm. i like that idea so basically to take well, how, yeah, I, want, I just wonder how would that look like? And I'm not negating that hospitals are not needed. I think surgeons and, and doctors are doing an amazing job. I just think we don't have to cure with pharmacy. Mm. Yeah. So basically find, well, that would be interesting to, to have a workshop for doctors in like oh, yeah. higher dimensional healing. Um, yeah yeah because because i always feel they're the ones that that are basically on the problem and it would be a good idea to take them away from the problem mind to the solution mind exactly yeah yeah and instead of going right away for for a quick fix Mm -hmm. 
not having these fix actually a hospital is the quick fix solution because it got so out of whack that now you have to handle it like that but what if a hospital has the other side where it's it has fountains where people can sit and meditate salt rooms color rooms color therapy yeah it's having people bathe in purple light i mean hello that would do so much like that something like that or sound chambers where you go in and you you're just immersed with sounds and i mean of course we can go outside and we go into a healing circle but there's still a bigger population that still needs the bridging territory yeah so that are thinking okay i have to go to the hospital okay when they go to the hospital how amazing would it be if they get provided with that instead of someone who you know gives them a pill <laughs> uh, true like for example to calm down like there's so many different ways to calm down that don't involve um a pharmaceutical drug <laughs> i mean that's like for me personally I would never even think of that, you know, I would always try like a million things first before I would ever, I would probably, I mean, then, you know, at one point I would go to plants. Yeah. But even also, before also, I go to plants, I would have a million other things to do. <laughs> right. And often it's really just creating the space and having people around you that assure you it's going to be all right. Mm. No matter what you're going through, it's going to be all right. Mm. Whether you, you know, sometimes dying is, it's all right. Then that's also okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. You didn't fail when you die. <laughs> There's nothing you did wrong. It's just. That's very true. Yeah. And it's like when the moment is there, I have this one experience. I mean, <laughs> it's basically, I went to two funerals in my life and one was my grandfather and I visited him on his last living day. And literally that day wow. I was holding his hand the entire day and we didn't like talk or anything. He was in the hospital. My grandma was there. My parents were there and they would just let me sit there. And I literally, I was holding his hand and I put my mind was constantly meditating on it's okay to let go. You know, you're okay. You, you're, you're good like that. It's like, and I literally, I gave him the power to go. And in that night he died. And it was like really one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Just, and I'm so grateful I could spend that last day with him. I'm crying. <laughs> but yeah, that is really, it doesn't need a whole lot. It just needs like full attention and very conscious conscious energy directing because that was definitely like I was directing the energy I was infusing him with the comfort and mm -hmm. that feeling that it's okay to let go yeah oh. <laughs> yes it is it's the, you know that you're the gatekeeper in that moment for for the soul to travel mm. yeah well thank you for bringing that up Ooh, I guess that probably had to go out <laughs> Well, thank you so much. And um, please, everyone, check out Mandy's website. Um, there's very interesting blog, too. And the meditations that she uh, mentioned. And look at the paintings. The very amazing paintings. 
And um, thank you all for listening and thank you for talking to me. And I hope to see you all very soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Angel. Thank you for, you for sharing your beautiful stories and this feminine um, expression side. It's, it's so needed and it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you too. <laughs> and if you would like to check out the links again or you're looking for more information, then please also visit the website. It's www.feminineexpressions.com and on the English website, you find everything under talks. Thank you for listening and I hope to hear you soon. Bye bye.